This podcast is brought to you by your UTV Parts and Accessories Headquarters, rocklifeoffroad.com. All right, guys, Bryant back again from uh, Rock Life Studios in Monticello, Kentucky. I've got Dan Carter with us today. Again, uh, how you been, Dan? Been doing well. How about you? I've been busy, been busy, doing doing, doing, doing a lot around the shop. Man, it's the springtime. is just unreal. Uh, it brings out all the riders, and that's what we like. So, uh, Big weekend down in Alabama this weekend? Right. We... Uh... We were able to run the outlaw race at Chakalaka Mountain. Um, not sure how we ended up overall, but we had a good time. Had uh, had some brake issues, so we weren't really pushing the car 100%. But uh, we were in a points chase with the outlaw series, so we decided to to show up and at least at least try to get some points, if, if you will. Yeah, I think you're in uh, uh, you're in third. I think so. Yeah, for the season. There's a couple right on your heels, but you're in third right now. Right. Uh, so, we're going, so tell us, we're going how, how does, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, Outlaw runs two at a time, but it's not like knockout. you got a, a more or less a lane one, lane two. Right. So the way, the way this works is um, they have three different classes. It's the UTV class, the Pro-Am class, which is, supposed to be a uh, ha- have somewhat of a factory frame underneath them mm. and un- other than that it can be full on whatever and then they have the balance class like the, the uh, pro-am you talking utvs or like cherokees and stuff no it's like a cherokee right thing not necessarily cherokee this uh it's more or less kind of reminds me of the truggies uh it's you know, the- it's our vin class on roids Right. Okay. So, and that was kind of our thought for doing the VIN class was something to essentially do the program class with, but the VIN class rules, you really couldn't be that competitive in the program class because these are, I mean, you might as well say they're a rock bouncer and, <laughs> you know, full, full on, full cab truggies with, uh, probably five, 600 horsepower LS engines, uh, coilovers, four links. I mean, tons, you know, it's not close to the VIN, VIN class that we, what we call VIN class. Yeah. But uh, it was cool to see those guys run, but I can't really remember. They do them in order. So it's like usually like the Pro-Am guys will run, then the UTVs will run, and then the, the big bouncers will run. Uh, for whatever reason, there was a vote to let the UTVs run first for, uh, you know, the Chocolaco race. But you're right. So they do two at a time, and there's a yellow lane and a blue lane. At each event, they draw for numbers. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the odd draws, are like blue lane and even numbers, run the, the yellow lane. And then after the break, they swap back up. So everybody essentially runs the same hill, uh, just at different times. That would be, I don't know. That's just madness to me trying to keep up with that. 
Yeah, it, it was it was kind of chaotic in which it's uh, I believe this is their seventh year, and I, I feel like they're just finally getting the bugs ironed out of it. But it's still uh, chaotic at times. There's still a lot of um, you know things that are said in the drivers' meeting that you don't see reciprocate throughout the race. Um, so I, I don't want to get it too deep into that, but it, um, you know, they, they've got some, some kinks to get ironed out. And then there was kind of a, uh, a miscommunication for, uh, entry fees. I know online people were saying that it was supposed to be $20 whether they were charging 40 at the gate. I don't know who that was on, if it was on the park or if it was on, uh, the series. I, I seen I, that too. And, and, um, the park was the one responding to people who were asking how much it is. Uh, they were saying $25 and when they got there, it was 40. So that's, that's one thing that the series used to do on their flyers was they had ticket prices right on every flyer and everybody's kind of moved away from that. And I'm not a fan of that. And that, that goes for, I think our series as well. You don't know what ticket prices are until the day of or real close to the races. And, and that shouldn't be, uh, a guessing game. If you want people to bring their families out to the races, they need to know ahead of time so they can plan, budget, whatever. Right. Um, and like at 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 Chocolaca this past weekend, if you had a family of four, you know, and you showed up expecting it to be a hundred bucks to get in, it ended up being a hundred and sixty. Uh, and then on top of that, you get there, and from what I understand, I was not there, so if I'm wrong, please don't shoot me. Uh, they said there was no food vendors. Uh, very minimal facilities, hard to see. So you throw the frustration of those ticket price, uh, I, I had not disagreements, disparities. You, you throw that on top of, on top of the ticket prices. And I can see where that's going to hurt some people, uh, hurt some people's feelings, hurt some people's, uh, opinion of, of the series. And that shouldn't be a thing. Um, and that goes for everybody, not just, not just outlaw, not, not, and I'm not knocking them. It's boys. I couldn't do it. So I don't do it. Uh, that's why I'm here turning wrenches, not trying to organize a, a race series, but things like that, I think can't be happening if we're going to all be successful. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, you know, it's something that, um, you know, if you're single man wanting to go to the woods and, uh, check out the race and ride around and have a, uh, laid back weekend, you know, the 25 bucks versus 40 bucks is really no big deal. But when you start incorporating, taking your family to these events, we're trying to grow the sport. Um, you know, we can't do it like that. Like you said, if you've got a family that's, that you've prepared for a certain dollar amount and you get to the park and yeah. And like know, I said, the, the 40 bucks doesn't bother me. That's not, that's really, uh, it's actually inexpensive. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that expensive. Um, uh, as long as you know it ahead of time. Right. You know, that's the thing. Um, and then there's too many food vendors out there um, wanting somewhere to go. Right. I don't know who that falls on, but there needs to be somebody on site, even if it's just somebody from the park cooking hot dogs and hamburgers. Something oh, yeah. that, that needs to be, because that, that's something we've all become accustomed to at every race we go to. Lord, I never bring any food anymore. We used right. to, when we come to these events, I would pack a refrigerator full of stuff and I'd bring every bit of it back home because there's so many food vendors. So now I've quit taking 
you know, a bunch of food. Right. If I show up and ain't nobody cooking, I'm pissed. Right. So yeah. That's, I don't know. That's something they need to address. And hopefully they do. They've got another race next month in May uh, at Morris Mountain. I believe that's down in your way too in Alabama. Right. That's actually going to be our closest race of the year. So uh, Morris Mountain used to be the home of, of RBD, uh, kind of made famous by Ricky Berry. That, that's where he started out having uh, his little uh, birthday bash rides. So uh, it's, it's a pretty cool park. It's not a really large park, but uh, it's got me curious to wonder where they're going to race at the park because we've, we've seen so many different uh, styles of trail riding and, and racing at that park. So I'm curious to see where they're going to have the event. So if that if that's closer than some of these other parks to you, that thing's got to be in your back door then. So we're we're lucky. Um, Hawk Pride's about three hours away from us, three and a half hours. Uh, Stony Lonesome, we used to race there a good bit. It's about two and a half hours. Uh, Chocolaco is about an hour and a half, two hours away. Uh, Top Trails is about an hour and a half away. And uh, Morris Mountain is probably right out an hour away. Dude, that, that used to be Kentucky five years ago. Right. For me. Used to, I could be, you know, we would have a race at uh, Wildcat. We'd have a race at Blue Holler. We'd have a race at Dirty Turtle. We'd have a race at Dirt Nasty. Uh, we'd go to Rush. And then you drop into Tennessee. You got Windrock. Right. Uh, all right here. It was it was all so concentrated around us. And and I think that was actually at, at the detriment of some of these races because it was so saturated up here. There were so many people almost lost interest in it because there was a race somewhere every weekend. Right. Yeah. But I liked it because it was close to home. They had a rush this weekend as well uh, as the outlaw race. And I noticed, and this is something we've not, uh, I've mentioned in the podcast last week, but we didn't really talk about it because we really didn't have any details. Right. Uh, and I didn't want to say anything out of, out of, out of turn. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to make sure it was, it was public before we talked about it. Uh, right. so at rush, we all seen Kenneth Cozine driving the misfit buggy. Uh, so Wade has stepped out of racing. Wade good, um, says it's for, medical and family issues i guess uh right. just doesn't doesn't want to doesn't want to hurt himself driving a race car uh wants to make sure he is there for his family um said he's had some neck issues along the way so kenneth is going to take over that car um until it sails right um uh, so that that's that's huge rock mountain has lost timmy cameron uh you know he's a dirt late model racer now right uh and then his biggest competition wade is now um technically he's still i guess leading the points in the national rock racing association right and kenneth is going to drive it until it sells right but it is for sale so if anybody buys that buggy it could possibly come with a with a points lead right um i don't know what do you what's what's your thoughts on that i mean that's that's two big hits so in a, in a what, matter of six uh, months. Kind of, well, I, my thing was I wanted to respect Wade and, and his privacy and 
you know as well as I do, you, it's hard to get Wade on camera and get him to talk. Yeah. Uh, Wade's one of those type of people you got to get him warmed up. And, uh, you know, he's newly married, uh, got, uh, you know, Mahaley, and, and they've been uh, redoing a, a home up in Kentucky. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, he, he does have some neck injuries, which we've been told. So I feel like it's one of those things that, that life is getting in the way. Um, you've got to choose family over racing. You've got to choose your health over racing. And, uh, you know, I can't knock him for it. We missed him at the outlaw race. I felt like Cozy would be there running for them at the outlaw race. But due to the, the rules, um, Cozy was not able to run for Wade for more than two consecutive races. And Cozine has also driven to get points for Clint Garrison earlier in the season. So that knocks him out of the outlaw points. Uh, as far as national rock or pro rock racing, either of those two series, there's really no, uh, you know, strains on how many races you can run or have a, uh, an alternate driver per vehicle or whatever. Yeah, so, so pro rock, I don't, I don't even think pro rock does a championship. I don't think that really matters i think it's just a event right. base uh in the national rock race association uh the rules are and now i don't know what cozine has done this year um if he has already raced for his own points then he would be ineligible to run for wade right. if he has raced for somebody else's points he would be ineligible to run for wade so right. the rules are um, when you sign up at the beginning of the season, you're allowed a teammate, and you can put that on your on your entry list or whatever. And your you and your teammate can run as much as you want for one points. Right. Uh, you just can't run. So like Kenneth could run hill one at a park, and Wade could run hill two. Right. But they can't run the same hill. Right. Um. And then outside of that, you're also allowed two other uh, substitute drivers in the National Rock, and that all counts towards your points. But from what I understand, if that driver has already raced for points for somebody else, uh, then then they are no longer able to run for somebody. It's it's a little confusing. I just confused myself a little bit, but that's okay. Uh but as far as I know, Cozine has not, but, you know, we'd have to look back. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm not sure. But, but uh, you know, that that's – when talking to Cozine, he said that was his main goal was to ensure that Wade stays at least in the points. Yeah, and, and co listen, Cozine's a wheel man. Uh, I mean, he's 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 had good luck out of Donkey. Um, you know, that's an old buggy. And, right. uh, and he's had, he's had several good runs with it and some, some podium finishes and, and you put him in, uh, in the misfit and he goes straight to, uh, second, his first run with probably zero practice time. Uh, right. so, I mean, I, I, I don't know, uh, as far as Wade leaving, uh, you know, I don't care what anybody does. Um, we race cause we love it. If you don't love it, don't race. And I'm not saying right. Wade doesn't love it, but. It, that's his decision decision to uh to do so you know more power to him listen i tried to run the reason i quit racing one i just wasn't no damn good at it two it hurt uh right 
you know, my back would absolutely kill me the next day. And at some point you got to make a decision because, um, you got to go to work. That's right. Almost everybody that does this has got a job. Well, everybody does as far as I know, has got some sort of job and you depend on that to, to allow you to go race. And if you can't go to work on Monday, then there's no racing on Saturday. That's right. Um, so yeah, I, I completely understand, um, getting out before it becomes an issue. Um, so I don't know. We just wish him the best, uh, in, in his family and his health. Uh, hope all goes well. I hope, man, I, I, if I think they should just team up and, uh, and let, let Cozine drive that dude the rest of the year, finish it out. They're already halfway through, um, you know, like that Timmy, a lot of times he would sell his buggies in the middle of summer on the condition that right. it finished the year. Uh, right. That'd be cool to see, uh, to see Cozine uh, finish the year out for him and get him up on top. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Hey guys, I know owning an ATV or UTV can be very expensive. There's so many accessories out for these things nowadays. It's just unreal. One of the things you shouldn't have to worry about is the tires on that machine, but sadly, it is a giant topic of discussion in the UTV world. With prices going through the roof and so many different selections on what to get, what's the best mud tire, what's the best road tire, what's the best rock tire, the only answer to all of those questions where you can get a solid tire that does all of those things and does them all well, that is the Super Grip XT tire from Super Grip ATV. Heck, that's even what we race on is the Super Grip XT47s. Right now from Super Grip ATV, they have their road version of the Super Grip XT on sale direct from Super Grip. So get a hold of those guys, get you some tires. They're also available at Rock Life Off Road. So guys, holler at us, get Super Grip XTs on your machine. It's the last tire you'll ever buy. All right, uh, so I've had a couple people ask me for some updates about the new Rock Life race buggy. Uh, the only updates that I have is we have taken everything to Gilbert. Um, I don't think we've made much progress. Uh, we're sticking with a Polaris Razor based buggy. It's going to be the same stuff that we had before. We did go hydro steer. Um, got new shocks, new suspension, everything's sitting there. Uh, you know, at some point you'll have to come up and get, get fitted for the the seat and pedals. And once we get to that point, uh, it won't be long. So hopefully we'll be there soon. Um, it's going to be a good looking, good looking rig. We've got some, uh, I know what it looks like in my head. Right. Um, and you can see we're. We're already thinking about color schemes. I hope, I hope you like blue. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll still get to break that out sometime in the back half of the season. Um, RC guys, listen up. Remote control car, uh, Razor Ray. Uh, if you don't know, Low C come out with a, uh, it's based on their Ray platform, which if you're into RCs, you know what that is. It's a Razor Ray. It looks like the uh, Pro R Razor. Uh, Keller RC, Cash Lee Croy, and I think it's Outbound RC are having a Razor Ray build off. 
they've done this once before, I think, with a Rift. This time they're doing it with a Razor Ray, and I'm kind of excited to see how this turns out. Um, oh, yeah. It should be good. I've seen some sneak peeks of... Okay, let me back up. How this got started was I reached out to uh, one of the builders that were just mentioned. And I was like, man, I've been trying to get him to build the the, the Rockoff Wonder Buggy, Dale Earnhardt Buggy, whatever. I've been trying to get him to build that for a year. Right. And, and he couldn't do it because, you know, I wanted it done on a Rift, but it makes sense. Rift is a, a Rift RC is a solid axle. Razors are independent. It, right. The proportions just wouldn't be right. So when they came out with this Razor Ray, I sent him a picture. I was like, hey, let's build that buggy now. And uh, he's like, dude, I'm on it. I'm on it. Send it to me. So I sent him the buggy. Uh, and within, actually, before it ever hit the UPS truck to go to this builder, uh, I get a message from one of the other builders. There's like, hey, I heard so-and-so's doing this, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, we've got a Razor uh, Ray, Losi Razor Ray build-off. Uh, as far as I know, the rules are in this build-off, it's going to be a stock Razor Ray, so they're not doing like any big aftermarket parts. This is just going to be like a chassis styling uh, builder kind of deal. There's no aftermarket shocks, trailer arms, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, but as, as far as I know, they're all going to be red. Uh, they're all going to have black panels, and uh, you can thank me for that. That's, uh, that's cool. It's going to be neat. Uh, I seen the video. He, he sent me a, my guy sent me a video of of the one. And listen, this is no secret. When it comes out, you, everybody's going to know which one is mine because uh, it looks just damn like the rock off buggy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost almost to the T. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he sent me a video. It's got like uh, eight panels in it. Like he put, you know, on the side of the buggy, it's got uh, like the three individual panels. Right. It's got all of them. It's got the hood panel. It's got the roof panel. Uh, and I was like, man, you didn't have to do all that. Like you could have one-sheeted the side. I'd have been fine. He's like, no. No, I'm, I'm building it. And I'm like, dude, whatever. So that's going to be so cool. Th this will be the first actual UTV buggy uh build off it'll be the first build off it's not the first one okay. um it's not the first one built there is somebody else who has already built one and it looks to me it looks more like a rift based chassis buggy uh, right okay. just with independent suspension now the rules on this build off is it has to look like a utv that's it it yeah. has to be definable as a utv or a utv buggy so it's got to continue to look like, um, you know, I, I think one of the guys might be using some of the body panels off the old one to incorporate into the chassis. Uh, you know, ours, and I'm not building it. I say ours. Ours looks just like the Wonder Buggy, so they can't say that's not a UTV. Um, and I'm not sure what the other guy's building. That's going to be a complete surprise. But the right. voting on that, I think, takes place on May 10th. So what they're okay. going to do, uh, and I think this is on um, RC Command, I think is the one who's actually running the build-off. And he's going to post uh, pictures of the buggies with no affiliation to the builder. 
Right. It's going to be buggy one, buggy two, buggy three. Uh, they're going to set up a way for you to vote. Um, I don't know if anybody wins anything other than saying they won. Uh, but I know who we're voting for, who I'm voting for. Uh, dude, I'm excited. That, that's, that'll be cool. It is cool. I'm, I've gotten into this RC stuff lately, and uh, it's thanks to the the guys who run the, the RC class at our events. Right. You know, you watch them dudes, and uh, it's like, man, I want one of them. I just can't drive one well enough to uh, compete. But uh, this one's going to hey, be this one's going to be a showpiece. Well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, without getting into that part too deep, I have actually ran a uh, the the uh, RC class. I, I decided to give it a shot. You've got to try it. When did you run it? I it was like the first year. Okay, so I've only ran once, and I I drove at Bikini Bottoms, and it was right when they first started. Mm, the yeah, that had been the first year, probably spring. And, um, you know, I was always just against it, like I, just because I didn't have time. And then something was like, I, I don't remember what it was. Somebody had a uh, had an RC car. I know you had talked about it and I run across a deal on RC car and I gave that one to you yeah. for, for a sponsor gift. So, um, it wasn't like a week later I found another one. So I was like, okay, well I've got to, I'm going to get one to play with it too. Well, it wasn't too long after that. They were talking about how a stock Yeti basically won the RC class and the guy won like a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're definitely on this now. So I, you know, have my RC. I took it out there and I signed up and I was like, okay, here's my stipulations. We've got to race first. As long as we don't break anything, you know, we'll, we'll run the race. Well, you know how we are at Bikini Bottoms. We're always tethered to the excavator. So we're getting toted out of there, working on parts. Well, at the end of the race, guy comes up and he, he says, uh, Hey, Dan, you going to race? And I was like, you know, I thought I'd missed the race. He said, well, you missed hill one because you're working on Razor, but you can run hill two. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. Man, I walked down there thinking there was going to be like five people there. there. There was no lie about 75 people down there. Oh, yeah. They had, they had everything specked out, and it looked like a – one-tenth scale national rock racing race dude they've got little start gates and oh it's absolutely. it's it's unreal but uh dude it was i was i was embarrassed because i'd just been thrown out in front of all these people i was like when do i go he's like oh right now and i look <laughs> like all there's like 80 people staring at me like damn it dan come on let's go you're holding us up and i like i didn't know where to stand i didn't really know how to hold my remote control i didn't know the rules other than once you let the car go, you can't touch it. So uh, we ran and flipped over, thank goodness, and I was done in about five seconds. So I took my tail between my legs and I ran off. Dude, but we I, we have thought about racing. Uh, of course, Lane that works here with us, he, he's into RC cars. And we've talked right. about racing in a couple because I've got a rift and I was going to let him race that. And then he's, he's built yeah. in a metal chassis rift. And uh, every time we – of course, when we go to the events, we're working. Uh, we right. don't we don't get a whole lot of time to play. But every time we have decided that we're going to try and race, or he's going to, I'm going to let him race. I'm not doing it. Right. Uh, 
we never know when they're going to do it because they used to do it during the lunch break. Right now, it's at the end of the race, so that that's that's not. It's less stressful for for them, but the exit crowd has our vendor booth covered up, uh, and so we never get to go and and never know when it's happening. But maybe one of these days we'll get in there. Oh yeah, that's 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 a definitely a bucket list thing. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, If we uh, if we make it to Bikini Bottoms, we may take the Razor Ray chassis. As long as somebody promises to bring an excavator um, to haul it back to the trailer for us. Yeah, a little, little RC excavator <laughs> yeah, to put it on. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we glossed over top trails. We were going to talk about that. Um, yeah, I've been trying not not to mention that because we, well, you got me in trouble. Um, well, so, you know, we, uh, let, let's just say that we had prior obligations and now we're going to top trails and uh, I've got uh, I've got to figure out something for to uh, to take Jody on a date to uh, wear her her dress that she had purchased strictly for this event that we were supposed to have gone to. Well, we'll just have a um, they're having a big party, I think, Friday night down there. Right. She can just, so wear, she can I, just wear it then. I told her just to wear that dress to the top trails this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, that she's probably um going to see a whole lot you know, uh, uh a whole lot worse than than a, than a nice dress. So <laughs> right. I mean, but it's, I I think it's going to be a good event. Um no no kidding we're excited to go. It is, um, man. I've, I've, I've. It's been a long time since I've been genuinely uh, pumped up for an event, uh, right. and I don't know why. I've never been to Top Trails, never been to a Southern Bounty event. I just think for me, it's, it's. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that are going to be there. Uh, you know, I, I've not seen the guys from LNW in quite some time. Uh, you know, right. Le- Levi Carter from Carter's Off Road is going to be there. Uh, just several people that I don't get to see very often. I'm, I'm coming to their neck of the woods and, uh, everything they have told me about this event is it is a really good, uh, really good event. Lots right. of people, lots of things to do a uh, good time. And, uh, I'm just excited to be somewhere new for a change. I guess the last new park that I went to, um, we're all new the first time you go, but I guess the last new park I went to was down in Indian mountain a couple years ago. Uh, right. you know, and that was a good time. That was one of their first events at that park. And That's right. uh, that was a, a crazy, crazy. I mean, there was people everywhere there. So somewhere like top trails in that vicinity, um, the week after the big Talladega race, you know, just a mile or two up the road. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be great. And, and $16,000 in prizes for the hill climb portion of it, $25,000 right. for the, uh, bounty hole portion of it. That's a pretty good payday. Uh, so hopefully we get some uh, plenty of UTVs, plenty of rock bouncers. I know the schedule this spring has been hectic, um, right? But hopefully, you know, this is should be the last really uh, big event until the Morris Mountain Outlaw Race. So hopefully, some of the rock bouncer guys are coming in there and trying to take some money home with them. Um, right. It's going to be a good we time. Did, right. We did try to uh, to inform everybody that was at the Chocolaco Race for Outlaw. Far as big bouncers go, I know that Tony had had trouble in the past, you know, accessing some of the big bouncer guys and wanted to see that side grow. So 
Well, oh. I, I think the problem is, and and uh, you know the mud the mud stuff is typically UTV oriented, right? So when they add a hill climb in with mud stuff, they just genuinely think UTVs. Right. I don't think the big bouncers, unless you say bouncer class on your right. flyer, uh, <clears throat> maybe they didn't know last year. This year we've tr- we've done a little work, tried to get them. Tried to get it uh, more known that there is actually a bouncer class going to happen. Um, right. And listen, five hills is 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 rough. Don't get me wrong, but it's very doable. Um, you've had some some pretty good runs there, and I, I know I think they've cut the bottom of that hill out a little bit. Um, right. I, we've made any runs there since they've done that, mm-mm. and I I was I was wanting to say that last year is when they dug the hill out. Yeah, I we, think it was like last fall. So. Uh, you know, we're just, we're anxious to see how those hills have changed. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I know that they said that they cleared that area out for spectator viewing. Hmm. It, uh, it, it ought to be interesting. And also, I don't know if they run the UTVs at night, but their goal was to run some of the big bouncers at, at night. So that'll be interesting. The hill climb scheduled to start at seven. Don't know, uh, what that is as far as daylight hours in Alabama up here, that's still daylight for another hour and a half or so. So, uh, I'd say it'll, it'll all run into the night. Uh, cause I, I expect a big UTV crowd at the, at the very least. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get eight, 10, 12, 16 bouncers down there, put on a good show. I think it's going to be a, a good time. I'm actually, uh, I didn't tell you this. I, I, I'm getting my dad out of the house. It's the first race he's been to. And, um, Oh, probably a year he used to go with us to a bunch and and he's he's coming down he's going to be with us thursday so uh good deal uh he's bringing some 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 special special for you guys so uh oh yeah it, it, good times good times are going to be had <laughs> <laughs> all right um we've rambled on <clears throat> for about 30 minutes now we'll uh we'll just wrap with that uh look forward to seeing everybody this weekend at top trails uh, you can go back and uh, listen to the last episode. We had Tony Ramos on there with us. Uh, he tells you all about the event, uh, where to find information. Um, you know, make sure you you get on their website and and get the rules, get the whatever you need to know. Uh, be at the park. Hill climbs Saturday <clears throat> at seven. Excuse me. Hill climbs Saturday at seven p.m. Uh, Bounty Hole at at noon. Uh, as far as I know, I think they're having music both Friday and Saturday night. Um, I don't think there's any actual events Friday other than the music. Uh, should be a good time, though. Big crowd. Um, you got anything else? That's it. Right on. We'll see you guys. Hey, guys. I want to tell you about something really cool happening April 26th through April 30th. The Southern Bounty Series is invading top trails right in the middle of Earnhardt Country in Talladega, Alabama for their annual Spring Mud Jam. There's going to be mud, music, machines, and all sorts of racing culminating in over $41,000 in prize money. On Saturday, 12 noon, Bounty Hole, Saturday, 7 p.m., Hill Climb Racing featuring last year's defending champion and your favorite co-host, Dan Carter. Guys, it's going to be an awesome weekend. Rock Life Off-Road will be on site with our vendor trailer, so stop by and see us. April 26th or April 30th, Southern Bounty Series, Top Trails, Talladega, Alabama. 
Hey guys, we're back with the rundown for the week of April 22nd. We had two big races this weekend. One was the Outlaw Off-Road uh, Racing Series at Chocolago down in Alabama. And then the Ultra 4 as well as America Pro Rock was at Rush Off-Road for their annual anniversary bash. We'll start with the Outlaw uh, results. In the Big Bouncer class, Wes Keen took the win with Dex Browder in second and Daniel Heckley in third. That puts Wes Keen in the lead with 282 points for the season. Cooper Bentley is in second place with 236. And Brandon Davis is in third with 233 points. The UTV class saw 25 entries, and Cooper Bentley took the win in that class. Uh, Clay Kaysen in second and Brian Smith in third. For the season, Clay Kaysen is in first place with 288 points. Nathan King in second with 235. And Dan Carter rounds out the top three with 199 points. For the Pro Rock race at Rush Off-Road, Ethan Martin took the win in the Big Bouncer class. Kenneth Cozine driving misfit for Wade Goode got second place. And Justin Wheels took home third. D.C. Thompson got your top spot in the UTV class with Derek Schaefer in second. And Spencer Grindstaff got third. For the Ultra 4 uh, finishes in the 4400 class. Paul Wolf was your winner. Josh Blyler in second, and Tad Dowker in third. 4900 class. Kyle Cheney took the win in the UTV Pro Mod as well as the overall. Paul Wolf was second overall. Cody Martin third overall. Jason Wofford in the UTV Stock class got the win, and CJ Greaves took the win in the UTV Open. Guys, next week we've got the Southern Bounty Series at Top Trails. It's going to be a while before the National Rock Racing Association comes back. Outlaws got a race next month, I think, in Alabama again. So we'll get you updated on those as we know more. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you got anything you want to see on the podcast coming up soon, uh, just uh, shoot us a message, let us know. If you got any guest ideas, let us know. We'll uh, try and make it happen for you. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.